0: It's time to take a ride on the Steelers' afternoon drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith.
1: Welcome into another episode of Steelers' afternoon drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Alan, what's going on? We got the very got different the, vibe today. We got
3: the smiley on today. We're 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 no hater. You. All right, no more
1: hating. No hater hat um alan as we get in as we're in the very early days of the offseason here as soon as you jumped on here you seem very excited about this idea for the topic of the show that we could talk about today we're gonna play a little bit of a game and i think it's one that's going to be interesting because people in the comments are going to be able to give their opinions on literally every single one of these as well compiled a list of some guys both players and coaches we're going to go down the list are they going to be back for the 2024-2025 Steelers We'll just go down here, give our opinions on it. Uh we'll yeah, go back so I and forth. stole
3: this from Steven Nesbitt, who uh used to cover the pirates for the yeah. post Gazette, uh would joke after I don't know, Andrew McCutcheon was struggling one year, and every time he would do anything good, he'd just be like, He's back. And uh, so are these guys back? Uh are they coming back to the Steelers or are they not back? Mm. We will see. What do you got?
1: Well, the first one I want to start with is where I said I wanted to go with the show yesterday. I mentioned I wanted to bring up a player, Cam Hayward. And this is a very difficult one for me to even as a fan, like bring up because I absolutely love Cam. Uh, Don't want to see him go out the way that he would have gone out if this is it for him. Um, Just deserves everything. Uh, Embodies what a Pittsburgh Steeler is. $22.4 $22.4 million cap hit next year if he is back uh, due to injuries, just didn't have the season that he would have liked to have had. I mean, uh, I got this from Alan. I don't know if you have if you've seen the numbers or if you know what they are right in front of you, but obviously he didn't have a sack this year. But I think even more you know, than that, zero sacks, zero forced fumbles, zero fumble recoveries just one pass deflection, you know, even in the last few years, I feel like he was getting some tips at the line of scrimmage uh, and just seven tackles for loss. So obviously a lot of that due to injury uh, missed a lot of time, but even when he did play clearly not himself, the Cam Hayward of old, that's why it's just such a tough call um, for, for all parties, I feel like involved about Cam Hayward coming back in 2024.
3: Yeah, I think there's two real questions here that we probably don't know the answer to right now. Um, The first one is the contract, which you alluded to. Uh, It's a big, big number for next year. And of that, like, uh, I think it's 22.4 million, but 16 in salary. So if the Steelers want to move on from him, it's a relatively small cap hit to do so, you know, or if, you know, so it's not, it's a big difference. And so a lot of that is, fungible it can be moved around they can extend him they can add void years they can do lots of they can make it bonus related there's a lot of things they can do to make this contract more palatable if cam harrod wants to come back that's part of the the the, the calculus here the second one i think is his health like cam has been very steadfast in not being not wanting to be an old guy that gets by on his name i feel like that is the one thing that i don't think cam harrod will ever be. And so if he's not healthy enough to practice every day and to give a high level of effort for you know all training camp and every practice and, and feel like he's going to be a normal part of the team, that he's not going to have to be like an old guy that gets special treatment, uh, if, if he's not healthy enough to do that, I have a hard time seeing him come back. I know this injury is one that, like, the core muscle surgery – I remember when DeMar Hamlin had it when he was at Pitt, it changed the whole trajectory of his career. He had to move from corner to safety. And we're talking about a 19-year-old, not a 34-year-old having that surgery. In addition to the groin problems, if he gets back to something approaching full health, if he's able to do that, if the doctors are saying, yeah, all you need is an off-season arrest, start your regular program, you'll be fine next year, yeah, I think he's back. Um But if not, I could see Cam preferring to walk away than to try to play at less than 100%. Uh,
1: I'm big on vibes, Alan. Um, I felt like that was it. I don't know why. I I feel like that was it for Cam Hayward. Okay. I mean, the, the, like I said, as a fan of him, I want him to play as long as he can, as long as he wants to, with love if he's back on the team next year. I just, I deep down, I said this to people right after the game, I felt like that was it for him. Um, I want him to be able to live a very successful, fulfilling life after football, too. I don't want him to continue to break down his body even worse. To your point, like, I, I don't think that we're talking about a situation next year where like the, the rest days on Wednesdays or whatever are one thing, but that's not, that's not what we've seen this year. And I don't know if it would be what we see next year. It might even be more than that for him in terms of not being able to get on the practice field. So yeah, I don't know. As we sit here right now, I I, I think it's, I think it's over.
3: I was talking with Spencer Anderson, who was Cam's personal uh, tackling dummy in uh, training camp this year, he got, he got his butt whipped uh, all the time. Spencer Anderson's was like, that guy could beat me for like the least next two or three years. <laughs> he's like, he felt very confident that cam still has it, but I'm with you. I think if he's not able, it's not just about those Wednesdays. Like it's, if he's not able to be a regular mm-hmm. participant, like all training camp and stay healthy and feel good, I could see him. I could easily see him walking away right now. If you make me pick, I think I will lean back, but okay. I, I think there's a lot of unknown in this in this decision here.
1: This wasn't necessarily part of the exercise, but you're saying he's back. Is that on this last year at 22.4, or do they do something with that?
3: They'll do something with the money. They'll do something with the money. Void years or extend it or whatever. Okay. Make it all bonus. If you make it all if you make it all achievable bonus, then you can kick a lot of it into the following year. You know that way too. It's just a, a bunch of ways to do it.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to go back and forth on this, or do you want me to? Oh, that's a good another question. One? All
3: right, I'll go next. Yeah. Um, okay. and I'll go offense, and I'll go the other big name. I think that we let's 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 be journalistically uh, appropriate here. Let's keep the let's keep the news at the top. Mason Rudolph, uh, free Ooh. agent, gets to start the last four games of the year. Did better than I think anyone except for two guys on Twitter thought he would do. And uh, now I believe has set himself up to get a decent backup style contract. But will that be here? I think is, um, I think what his, what he should expect to get is pretty easy to predict, you know, something like a, you know, two year, $15 million kind of backup quarterback type deal. I think the big question is, is that what the Steelers are going to be looking for with that quarterback slot on their roster next year.
1: Yeah. Um this is very interesting. I think it just I keep having the same conversation in my head where it's like uh without knowing the direction they're going like offensive coordinator wise, I don't know because that veteran spot whether it's Mason Rudolph or another person, I would like to think that they would want that to be a fit for the type of offense that they're going to run. Like because I assume Kenny Pickett's going to be back, then you got this spot whether it's Mason Rudolph or a different veteran and then you got like a mid-round draft pick. I know we keep saying it. So, um because of not knowing, I'm, I'm just going to lean no for right now. Um, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility where he is the veteran that is back in the room. I, I do think it's possible where we see both him and Kenny come back and then just turn over one spot within that quarterback room. Uh, but I also think it's as equally possible that Mason finds, you know, a greener pasture somewhere else, finds a good contract to be a back quarterback somewhere else, uh, and Pittsburgh goes in a different direction other than Kenny Pickett. So for right now, I'll lean no.
3: Well, everybody thinks I hate Mason anyway, so maybe I'll just lean into this here. I don't hate Mason Rudolph, and I don't think that Mike Tomlin hates Mason Rudolph either, but I think that what the fan base thinks of Mason Rudolph is about here, and what Mike Tomlin thinks of Mason Rudolph is about here. Like, it's pretty clear that Mike Tomlin thinks Mason Rudolph isn't very good. And the only reason he played him is because it got to the absolute last resort and there was literally nothing else to lose. I mean, he did everything he could to not play Mason Rudolph, basically. And I don't think he's going to want to play him. And I think that if it's Mason, there's going to be a lot of noise for him to play if he is not the starter because of the way he played down the stretch this year. And because I think for whatever reason, the fan base has really latched onto that as like, he's our guy now. Yeah. And I think because of that, the Steelers will probably make some kind of offer, but my guess is it will be one that they don't think will be enough to land him. That's, that's my prediction here is that there's going to be a token offer from the Steelers, but it is going to be a lot less than they expect that he will get from somewhere else. And they'll say, Hey, we tried good luck, man. See you later. We're moving on.
1: Right. And I do think there's a level of appreciation for sure with what he was able to do these last few games, but they've also been around him enough long enough to know what he is as a player. Like, you know, you could get fooled as, as fans, especially by like these small sample size things. And we've brought up some examples, not necessarily Steelers related, but just like around the league of things like Joe this Flacco. happening. Yeah. And, and fooling like, yourself into like thinking the,
3: nobody's signing Joe Flacco to be their starting quarterback next year. Like he was great as a backup. Like no, no one's saying that, but he's mm-hmm. going to go back to being a backup. And I think, that's what Rudolph is going to go back to be. But I think the perception here is, is a little is different than maybe the Browns fans are feeling about Joe Flacco right now. Would, would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, and, and I was going to ask you if maybe that – I don't know that it should play into the decision, but if you know as the Steelers do, okay, you, you played Mace in the last four games of this year, including the playoff game. Can you bring him back, or is that sending a message to to Kenny or to anybody else? Like, do you want to create that level of competition between those two and know how the fan base feels about one guy over the other at this point in time?
3: Yeah, I just think, um I, I think they wouldn't want to I, I think there's a lot of reasons not to want it, right. I, I think that the organization truly believes that Kenny Pickett is more likely to be a franchise caliber starting quarterback and would want, like, it, here's the thing. If they put Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph in a quarterback competition, the everyone wearing a Steelers logo on their polo shirt would be rooting for Kenny to win it. Like, period. And I just think you're setting yourself up for an ugly situation where you know the fans like Rudolph. He did better than Kenny did this year. But you know that the other guy is the guy that you need to win. And, like, you know, they've been in training camp the last two years, and. Pickett was better. And so, like, do you, why would you go back to that situation, open up a competition and think it's going to be different now? I think if they're going to spend the money to bring in a veteran quarterback to compete with Kenny Pickett, the idea should be someone who's better than Mason Rudolph, right? Like, that Mm -hmm. should be the way forward for this team is to have someone who's actually established as a starting quarterback. Like, if you're going to spend 15 million, spend 30 million and get Baker Mayfield or You know, Ryan Tannehill or Kirk Cousins, like, why I I just don't, I don't see the value to the Steelers in signing Mason Rudolph compared to what the value to the league is going to have in a guy who appears to be an above average backup quarterback.
1: Yeah, I mean, and very briefly, we did. I had Kenny on this list as well, um, just because I feel like we have to. Like, there are probably certain organizations that at this point in time would move off of of, of Kenny Pickett, but I'm at least in the mindset that he's going to be back next year. What are your thoughts? Yeah, he's back.
3: Easy, easy one there. There's no question in my mind. That Kenny, the only way that Kenny Pickett would not be back is if it's like the Drew Locke going the other way in the Russell Wilson trade kind of situation. Like they swing for. Mm-hmm kyler murray or something and 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 that's that's what makes the trade go down i think that's very rare but that's the only way i see him not coming back and and i think it will be back and probably the starter i'll go one further i think kenny pickett will more than likely be the starting quarterback for the steelers in 2024 yeah, yeah. I would I figured. mean if it's if, like maybe maybe I would put like the field above Pickett if it's like give me the percentage chances of Kenny versus literally everyone else, but there's nobody there's no single person with better odds of starting game one in twenty twenty four than Kenny Pickett right now.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Um that was a short one, that one doesn't count. It's still my turn. Um, we're gonna go to a coach first, uh Eddie Faulkner. And this is interesting because obviously very good work is the running batch coach put into a, a role as an OC. If they hire a different OC, you know, do you get the vibe that Eddie would be like slighted by that or anything? Or like, would he look for an opportunity somewhere else? Maybe not as the OC, but like as a, a higher role, like an offensive assistant slash running batch coach role, or like what is your thought on Eddie
3: Faulkner coming back? First of all, I think Eddie Faulkner has done a fantastic job as running backs coach. And really, mm-hmm. of the Steelers' assistance, like positional assistance, I mean, I think you can make a very argu- a good argument that Eddie Faulkner has been the very best one. Uh, when you look at what he's had to work with and what he's gotten out of it, he did a great job with James Conner. He did a very good job with Najee Harris. He's done an incredible job with Jalen Warren and not just in the development of Jalen Warren, but he was a big part of the Steelers getting Jalen Warren as well. He was part of the scouting. He was one of the guys that went to Alabama to work out Najee Harris. Um, I I think he's done a really good job. I think Eddie Faulkner will be back. I don't think it will be his offensive coordinator, but I think he will be back with some kind of promotion. Running backs coach and assistant head coach, run game coordinator, uh, assistant offensive coordinator, whatever you want to call it. I think Eddie has earned – a spot on the staff. I think he's earned a promotion and I do think he will be back.
1: That's a that's a good shout because I think that that's definitely very possible like reward him for the work that he did not only as the running back coach but also having to take on, you know, the co-offensive coordinator role really putting together these game plans with Mike Sullivan down the stretch. So, um, no, I think the yeah, game I plans have been
3: Michael good. Said. Like I think that part of it has, has been pretty yeah. solid.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm in agreement. Okay. Go ahead.
3: All right, well, let's go with the other half of the offensive coordinator duo, quarterbacks coach Mike Sullivan. I think this one's a little bit trickier.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, again, I got to give him some credit for what they were able to do down the stretch with these game plans and his role in terms of the play calling on game days. At the same time, this entire conversation about the development or lack thereof of Kenny Pickett, you already fired Matt Canada. I don't know how you can just say that we're content with what we've seen from that position over the last few seasons. Uh, I would lean, actually not even, I'm heavy leaning no for Mike Sullivan being back.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to bring Kenny Pickett back, you can't bring Mike Sullivan back, right? Like there's no way that you can add those two together and expect it to add up to a bit bigger number this time around. I I just don't see it. I think he did an okay job as the play caller, probably better than I expected given the circumstances, uh, but I don't think there's any way that Mike Sullivan will be back uh, in any role Um, and, and I think quarterbacks coach is the one place where you will think a new offensive coordinator coming in will certainly want to have their guy because the development of Kenny Pickett is going to be what gets that guy fired or not at some point in the future. And that is a hundred percent going to need to be someone that that offensive coordinator knows, trusts picked one of the above that can't be a place where you handcuff your new offensive coordinator by saying, Oh, by the way, you're going to keep this guy from the old staff running backs coach. You could buy it honestly, anywhere else you could buy it, but the quarterback position is too important to the, the way this new coordinator is going to be evaluated to handcuff him in that way. So unless it happens to be somebody who really loves Mike Sullivan and would just pick him as their quarterbacks coach, I, I don't see any way he's back.
1: Yeah. I agree. Um, you know, a lot of these have been kind of obvious. I feel like, Alan, let's go with one that maybe isn't. We got asked a while ago about this player, not necessarily this specific player, but he was our answer for a question. A dark horse, maybe, cut candidate, Larry Joby, who last year was in the first year of his a new three-year deal that he signed uh, in that offseason. So we're going into year two of a three-year deal. But, you know, it's we know how the way that NFL's contracts are structured. The Steelers can get that out from this deal if they want to. Um, where are we at with Larry Ogunjobi? Uh,
3: can I answer? It depends on what Cam does. Like, I mean, I can't see. Ooh, okay. If Cam retires, uh, I, I have a hard time seeing them try to move on from both starting defensive tackles in the same offseason. That feels like a yeah. lot. Um, but if Cam's back, I could see them moving on from Larry Joby. I don't feel like he lived up to the contract. He will have a $13.3 million cap hit next year, uh, but there's a $4.75 million roster bonus and $5 million of base salary. So almost 10 of that 13.3 million, the Steelers can get out from underneath if they let him go before, mm-hmm. I believe it's March. It's usually like March 17th or 15th or something like that. I could very well see them. Uh, Moving on from Larry Ogunjobi, if Cam Hayward is going to come back, I think that's money that they could probably better spend elsewhere. And I think Keanu Benton was the best defensive lineman the Steelers had. So he deserves that starting spot. And I know the Steelers play base three, four, but really there's only two starting spots on that defensive line. And I think you can bring Montrevious Adams back. And he was just as good as Larry Ogunjobi was this year for less than the difference in keeping versus cutting Larry Ogunjobi. And there's your one, two, three, and it's a little bit cheaper and I think just as good.
1: Man, I'll be honest. You, you kind of started to talk me in the other direction here because I wasn't thinking about the Cam Hayward aspect of this whatsoever, and it certainly should have been on my mind Um, because I, I'm still going to say Larry Ogunjobi's back, but you put it into my mind how possible it is for him to not be uh, with the performance of a young player in Tianu Benton Monty Adams playing as well as he did this year. If Cam Hayward were to be back, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to lean Logan Joby being back, but I think that the path is there. for That well, fits be because
3: right. you said you think Cam is done. So Cam done, yeah. Larry back. I think tracks right the other way. And uh let's just keep the defensive line rolling. How about Monty Adams? He's one of their biggest. It's there are very few guys in this team that are going to hit free agency the traditional way. We talked about Mason Rudolph. Monty Adams mm-hmm. might be the number two guy, just in terms of how um few they have a uh, will montradius yeah. adams be back for a what will this be his third season with the steelers i believe yeah
1: mm-hmm. it might even be, it might be his third full but like fourth and so because i thought he came in
3: he did come in the end of 2021 yeah so yeah <laughs> so he's played uh, 35 games with the steelers it doesn't feel like it does it
1: no absolutely not um man I, I feel like they still we could see them use a draft pick on the defensive line as well. I still think they want to get younger there more than anything else. Monty Adams certainly earned a contract. I'm going to say no. I think it's somewhere else. I, I, I think that I would like to have him back. I think the Steelers would like to have him back. I think that you know it probably flew under the right. I don't think he's like on a national level. People are talking about Monty Adams, but I think that he can do okay for himself on the free agent market and get a contract
3: somewhere else. Yeah, I talked with Mont briefly on locker cleanout day and he seemed very unsure what was going to happen. Just Yeah. You know, there are some guys where you talk to them and maybe they're not going to commit to saying anything on the record, but you can kind of get a sense for what they're feeling. I got no read at all on Mont. I I didn't think I didn't feel like he really has any idea what's going to happen. I definitely think he had his best year. Uh, I think I he agree. earned himself a good contract. The the thing that I'm wondering about is I think we saw a step forward from Isaiah Loudermilk this year. The Steelers didn't seem to have a plan for how to use DeMarvin Leal. Yeah. How much depth do they want to lock themselves into on the defensive line in free agency? You know, if if Cam's back, if Larry's, if Cam and Larry are back, I have a really hard time seeing Mon Adams find a spot. If one of those two guys is not back, I think you can make a good argument like I did. Like if they're going to cut a- Joby then maybe Mon Adams fits. Um, I just think it's not an obvious fit right now. He's clearly not going to start based on the guys that are on the roster right now. Yo, know, Cam, Benton, Oganjobi would be one, two, three, and Adams would be a pretty distant fourth in that rotation as things stand right now. So I think maybe even more than anyone else, he really is going to depend on what happens with those other guys. But I will say for some reason, I just think back, I don't know, just a gut yeah. it's a gut feeling, but I think, um, I thought he played so well and I maybe do. he's a guy that, uh, like you said, maybe he goes out there and doesn't find a deal that he thought he might and is maybe one of those guys that hangs around in free agency, doesn't get signed in that first wave, and then ends up landing back with the Steelers. You know, like a situation like Terrell Edmonds was in after the first time he hit free agency Mm -hmm. where he was kind of hanging around out there, and then they brought him back. I could see that working out for Mont Adams, too.
1: You know what? I'll go one step further here and make a prediction. I think he lands in New England. Gerard Mayo, first-year head coach. That's where I'm saying Mont Adams goes.
3: Ooh, okay. I like it. Um,
1: I know people are waiting for this one.
3: Alan, Mason Cole. Hmm. You know, I don't think Mason Cole played very well, but I expect the Steelers to address the center position in the draft. The Steelers traditionally don't just hand draft pick jobs. Mason Cole's cap hit is not egregious. Mm -hmm. I will say back but with the understanding that his days as a starter are limited. Okay. Like right. on the that's... roster, on the roster, but, but in that Dan Moore's, uh, uh, you know, vibe from last year where it's like, we're clearly replacing you eventually, but you're still here for now.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to ask you is this entire thing about Mason. Cool. For me, depends on how does he take that? like, do you think that he would be okay with that? Like the opportunity to be still be like a mentor still can be the same guy in the locker room, be great with the media, whatever, whatever, but he's not, there's a good chance that he's replaced very early in the season by a rookie center that's drafted relatively high. Like, do you think that Mason Cole would relish that opportunity? Or would he be the type of guy that would be like, you know what? I still think that I am good enough. I want to go somewhere
3: else. I mean, he might, but he's under contract, and I don't. Know. Sure. I don't think he's yeah, just to the the, I, like. Grade. Do you
1: think that he's going to make things ugly? I guess. Is what no,
3: no, I don't. I don't think that at all. He also can play guard, so he makes a really good yeah. interior offensive line backup. If you if you want to go down that road, uh, so I yeah, I expect the Steelers to draft a center, first three rounds, almost a hundred percent, and that that guy will be groomed as the center of the future. And, and it'll really depend on which one they pick and how quickly they come along. You know, will that happen day one of 2024? Will that happen week eight? Will that happen not until 2025? It, it really depends. But I think that's what I see for Mason Cole and his future back, but uh, w- clearly with his days numbered.
1: Domino effect here then, because you're talking about the center guard flexibility. If that's the case, in turn, does it make a guy like Nate Herbig very questionable about his 2024 status or do they need both of those guys?
3: I think that at least go into camp with both of them and then maybe we'll see what happens. You never, you know, the Steelers have been pretty healthy at offensive line the last couple of years have really escaped that big, bad injury. It only takes one ACL. um And then, you know, that's, uh, you know, one of those guys is starting. And so mm-hmm. um, I would, I would not say preemptively, but it certainly could possibly lead to a guy like Nick Nate Herbig or Spencer Anderson, maybe more likely, uh, losing a spot on the 53-man roster. Gotcha. Okay.
1: You know what? For the fans, we're going to say, I know what
3: they want. He's not back. Mason not Hill, that back. is. You're saying not back? Yeah. Or you're, you're just voting for the, the comments? Um, I'm
1: on, on behalf of the fan. What you're saying is very logical. That makes a ton of sense for him to still be on the roster. But voting for the fans here, not back.
3: All right. Uh, I'll go with another guy the fans don't like, Presley Harvin. Nope, he's gone. You, you know, think Alan, not, on the, not on the team at all? Not on the team at all. Even for camp? Like, gets cut. Uh Man. Um,
1: okay, yeah. I, I think that I think that the argument could be made that like Braden Mann was decent competition to bring in, but I think they even take it a step further this year where it's like, not only is a competition, but Presley's the underdog and he doesn't win that competition. So yeah. Okay. I think he gets to camp. I just don't think that he is their opening day punter. I don't think he makes it to the first game as their teams, as the team's punter. You know, it's interesting because like, how has he gotten as long of a leash as he's had in your
3: opinion? He's a really good holder. He, okay, yeah. He he gets a very few of his punts returned and the Steelers really like that. The Steelers are not a team that is focused on that gross number that you see next to his name on the stat sheet as much mm-hmm. as some teams are. They really don't want it returned. The Steelers would rather a 30-yard punt than a 40-yard punt with a 10-yard return. They would rather 30 zero than 40 and 10 because 30 zero is going to be 30 every time 40 and 10 might be 40 and 10 one time but it could be 40 and 40 the next like you don't really know they really don't want their punts returned in certain areas of the field and if you notice where Harvin really struggles is in the areas where he's being asked to finally place the ball you know when they're backed up like it's not like he he, he doesn't shank him out of his own end zone. He booms those. Those ones go 60 yards. You know, it's it's when they're saying, okay, this needs to be 30 yards in the air and not returned. And then it only goes 25. And then it looks bad. Yeah. And so I think that's why he's gotten as long of a leash as he has. I do think he will be back for training camp. I would I'm in total agreement, though. I think that they will bring in someone that they will want to win the job over Harvin, and as long as they do a decent job. Uh, he'll be cut at the end of training camp this year.
1: Yeah, like it's a role rever- reversal. Like he's the underdog. He's the braid man in the situation
3: yeah. going into training camp
1: next year. Um, we talked about linemen. We talked about Mason Cole. What about his coach, Pat Meyer? Because I think this is very interesting. They drafted a first-round tackle last year. Um, do you want to tie his development beyond just his rookie year to the tenure of Pat Meyer?
3: Man, I, I'm like very on – sort of on the fence about this or, or maybe even like ambivalent. I just, I don't, I don't think Pat Meyer has done a good job. I think you can point to the success that Kevin Dotson had after leaving Pittsburgh. And really it makes him look awful just in terms of his ability to develop. Um, but we've seen good growth from Broderick Jones. I don't think it's a disaster of a position group uh, in terms of like the way they're playing compared to their talent. I could go either way given that there's a new offensive coordinator, I think it is more likely than not that he will not be back that a new OC will bring in someone that they're tied to. But I don't necessarily think that Pat Meyer has like done badly enough that he deserves to be fired. I think it'll just be more about the situations. I
1: I have a hard time with this one too, just because like I've seen so much growth, even going back to the second half of last year in the run game, but like, Pass protection has left a lot to be desired. I think Broderick started out out well, but is trended in the wrong direction. And like, is that just because he's a rookie? Like we fully expected him to take his lumps, especially in pass pro as a rookie, and he's not playing on his natural side right now. So uh, there's a lot of things that go into it for me. Excellent point, though, about a new offensive coordinator. Um, I'm a no for Pat Meyer as well.
3: Um, all right, let's go. Let's go another offensive coach then. Let's let's uh, let's clear the, mm. the the category here. <laughs> wide receivers coach Frisman Jackson.
1: Ooh, this is uh, this is tough. Um, so far, right, the only wide receivers coach that George Pickens has known, um, from an on field perspective, been pretty good uh Deontay Johnson obviously what he has done under him though Deontay Johnson was a pretty good product before Frisman Jackson took over the room um so what are we really looking at we're looking at what George Pickens has kind of developed into though he was a very good product from an on-field perspective coming out of Georgia uh Calvin Austin I don't know that he's necessarily the most well-rounded receiver that we expected him to be the most well-rounded receiver I feel like when we took him it was kind of we knew what the role was going to be. Plus, he lost his rookie year due to injury. Um, I think they want a fresh voice in that room again. A lot of it goes back to the offensive coordinator. This could be another position where, like, they just want their own guy. Uh, I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna say no. Like, I just think that there's going to be a lot of changes on the offense side of the football. Uh, offensive line, quarterback coach, wide receivers coach. I think they all fall into that category for me. So he's also a no.
3: I think there's if there's one uh position coach that you could say about the Steelers like does not deserve to be back it's it's Frisman Jackson like I I think the way that we've seen a lack of effort from the receivers um the obvious uh trouble uh that George Pickens caused throughout the season and look maybe he is just an untamable horse but that is still the job like it, it's still, it doesn't matter. It's still the responsibility of the wide receivers coach to get that guy in line. There's a report this week that the Steelers find him something like $160,000. It does not scream to me like good wide receiver coaching, like that position coach has a good grip on how to get those guys to, to, to do what he wants them to do. And so, uh, I do not expect Frisman Jacks to be back.
1: Okay. Uh we've been locked up on a lot of these. Uh I got one more that I wanted to bring up here. Um and this is a very interesting one. A guy that we've seen play a different position for the first time uh in a very long career. Patrick Peterson is he back for year 2 of his two-year contract with the Steelers. They could very easily move off of this and not have him back for year 2. Uh been a lot of talk about a full-time move to safety. What do we think?
3: Yeah, um it's a big it's a big contract, right? I think the money here is an issue. Uh, 9.775 cap hit. If he's going to be a slot corner and a sometimes safety, you you can't pay one of those $10 million. Um, I do think though that he has unlocked a way to extend his career. And so maybe this is an extension candidate, right? Sign him for, you know, 2024 and 2025, or maybe 2026 if he wants and spread some of that money out uh, into the future. And, let him keep playing, let him keep mentoring, and you know, use him as a chess piece, not as a guy that's maybe going to line up as the starting outside corner every day, but a guy that they can use in a bunch of different ways to let T.A. and company get creative. And and, and as a veteran, kind of been there, done that guy for people like Joey Porter Jr. And um, I expect them to draft another cornerback highly. Uh, guys like Darius Rush and Corey Trice, who I think they're going to come into the season hoping will be able to make an impact. Uh, I think that there's, I think the Steelers will want him back. I just don't think at that figure, I think he's a guy with a lot of dollars in the bank account. I think he has really appreciated his time in Pittsburgh. And so I think he will be okay with that. And I think he will be back.
1: Won an award for the Steelers his first year in Pittsburgh. I mean, I feel like there's an appreciation from both sides here. Um, So I agree. I think you see like a short, like a one year extension to maybe even out some money um, or something like that add another year, knock down next year's number, but I expect him to be back. And I, and I think, too, what I've brought up a lot is we just haven't gotten to see a lot of it due to injuries that they've suffered. These these three safety looks that this team keeps wanting to, to utilize, but somebody's He's always perfect.
3: hurt. He's perfect and, for that job. Yeah. Like they, they, uh, So, yeah, I, I, think, I think so. There are actually a lot more of these than I thought. There's like five or six more. Maybe we'll just keep going tomorrow. We'll play back or not back.
1: Okay and let us know in the comments how you yeah, guys feel make about your every picks, single one
3: make your picks and then come and then when we were wrong and you were right then come back and brag about it that's how this works
1: right? <laughs> love it i alan tell the people where they can find you
3: at a saunders underscore pgh on twitter pgh steelers now steelers now.com. like and subscribe to the youtube channel and uh i'll be on the um the locked on steelers podcast with chris carter talking about the future of the quarterback position stars and skulls grade. i did give mother nature a bus ticket oh, so geez. if there's an earthquake this week it's my fault <laughs> but i also said look the season's over i don't need to leave my house anymore she can't get me in here so like mm-hmm. bring it on i'm, I'm like lieutenant dan and uh in forrest gump i'm just i'm starting a war here with uh with forces beyond my control
1: i'm surprised as soon as you said the bus ticket that you just didn't lose power like immediately like knocked out boat. yeah yeah uh yeah like subscribe hit that notification bell down below and i don't want to have to say it again but i'll say it one more time hit us in the comments with your predictions as well for all the players and coaches that we brought up here we'll get to a few more of those tomorrow that we have left over uh if you're listening somewhere else leave us a five-star review apple spotify wherever you get your podcast from i am zachary smith pgh for alan saunders and myself thanks for jumping in take another ride on the steelers afternoon drive
0: 18 plus.